Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. And so God bless you today. If you want to support the podcast, visit us at www.riverofheaven.org slash donate. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back again. And so we've been talking about amazing concepts. Uh, The first few uh, podcasts that we did, we were talking about the concept of the river of God. And if you haven't had a chance to ever learn about the river of God, or the river that comes from the throne room of God, the river of heaven, if you will, then make sure you check out uh, first, second, and third podcast. And after that, we started diving into this awesome concept, this awesome topic, really a specialty of ours that, that God's really revealed some amazing things to us about, and that's the Holy Spirit, the sevenfold Spirit of God, specifically His sevenfold nature. And so we began to talk about the different aspects of the sevenfold Spirit of God, right? There's the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and that's the seven. So we began to explore this idea and this understanding that every thing flows out of lordship. That's why the spirit of the Lord is named first. Everything flows out of lordship. If we don't understand that we are submitted to Jesus Christ as Lord and that we are not our own Lord and that we our heart is to be just a surrendered son or daughter and just to be about the father's business and be co laborers and co-heirs with Christ as he showed us that example, then we really can't function in the kingdom. There's a lot of people that try to function all different types of ways, try to put, you know, beat doors down, open up their own ways. You know, that's not the order of God's kingdom. Everything flows from that place of understanding of lordship. And then we moved on from that to talk about the spirit of wisdom. When many think of the word wisdom, they think of being able to fathom all these mysteries. You know, wow, this person's got such great wisdom. But that's really not the Hebrew definition. When you look at the Hebrew word uh, in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, where the spirit of wisdom is mentioned, the Hebrew word actually means skillfulness. Skillfulness. And that's important because we're going to talk about today the spirit of understanding, okay? Or some call it the spirit of revelation. And so, The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding go hand in hand with each other. But wisdom is not understanding or revelation and, you know, and vice versa. And so the spirit of understanding, the spirit of understanding speaks of the know-how, how how to do something. Okay. It's often said that you can miss things in the interpretation. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation before, but maybe you have a tremendous dream from the Lord and you know, you, you see this 
amazing, vivid dream, but then for some reason, you can't understand it. Or someone says to you, hey, uh, I had a dream about you, but then it falls through as far as the understanding it or the, or the revelation of what that's supposed to mean, the application of what that vivid dream or vision meant. And so when we look at the spirit of understanding, it's the word binah, binah in uh, Hebrew. And that word means to understand perfectly, okay? But if we look at the root word of that binyah word, it is actually even more clarifying. It's the word bayin, to know, perceive, inform, teach, or instruct, okay? So in other words, where the spirit of wisdom speaks of the aspect of God's spirit that enables us as we're moving in his spirit to have divine skill to do something, God's super upon our natural, causing it to be supernatural, right? Now we have the spirit of understanding, which is to know or to perceive, to inform, to teach, or to instruct. This is a divine enablement from heaven, which God grants us a supernatural ability to know, perceive, inform, instruct, and even teach how something is to be done. And so if we actually look at scripture, because a lot, again, a lot of people these days talk about a lot of things. There's a lot of great books out there. But my question is, how much of it is actually can be proven by scripture? And that's really what part of this understanding of this podcast is about, the gems for the journey, that there are wisdom nuggets as we actually study the text in its context, the Hebrew word, the root word uh, of the Hebrew words that that are used, we really find an understanding of what God, his original order, his original design, his original intent, his treasure that he wanted us to understand is. And so... It says this in Exodus chapter 36, verse 1. And Bezalel and Oliab and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding. Then it says to know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. So again, we see these two words coupled together. Very interesting. Because the main scripture in Isaiah 11.2 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. There they are coupled together. The spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So oftentimes we'll see a compound synergy between the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the aspect of wisdom and understanding. And so if they were the same thing, that wouldn't make sense. In other words, if wisdom was the ability to fathom mysteries, then what's understanding? See, we really need to understand what scripture teaches. Wisdom, again, is the, is the word chokmah in Hebrew, which means divine skill or enablement, okay? But understanding is the word binyah or bayin is the root word, again. And this speaks of divine enablement to know, perceive, inform, instruct, or teach, all right? So again, looking at Exodus 36.1, we just talked about it. There were certain people that God had told Moses to speak to, the gifted artisans, who the Lord put what? He put wisdom and understanding in them. Specifically to what? To know how to do all manner of the work of service of the sanctuary. So 
they knew how to do it, but they also worked with others to do it. So we need to understand this. There was a, there was a divine skill to be able to do it, but then there was the know-how to instruct or to teach others how to do it. Because there were many people that worked on the temple of the Lord, okay? There were many people that worked on the sanctuary, as it's called in Exodus chapter 36, all right? The spirit of wisdom brings about the supernatural skill or giftedness to accomplish a task or set of tasks. But the spirit of understanding brings the know-how needed to physically complete the task and or to teach and instruct others how to do so. Bezalel and Aloliab were very gifted temple artisans because they were full of both wisdom and understanding, okay? So this enabled them to supernaturally know how to do all the manner of the work for the service of the sanctuary, as well as the divine enablement to instruct others in the work. Very important. I'll give you an illustration. Someone's a great musician. They're a great worship leader. They're a great uh, psalmist or minstrel, or maybe they're both anointed by God very strongly. But someone can say all day long, hey, check this out. Look what I'm doing, all right? And they're playing this musical piece, this beautiful musical piece, or they're leading this amazing worship song that they had written. But that shows that they're moving in the spirit of wisdom because there's a gift and a supernatural ability to do amazing things for the Lord. But the breakdown would be if someone then come and ask them and say, hey, can you help me to do that? Well, then how would they do that without the spirit of understanding, without the revelation to be able to instruct or teach, without the know-how, the concepts behind the actual skill that was given? See, there is the, again, we're talking about a vision. You can see the vision, but you, sometimes you miss it in the interpretation. What is the revelation of what that means? How could I instruct someone based on what that vision means? See, and that's an aspect of the prophetic. See, the prophetic have different aspects as well, but part of the prophetic is a seeing aspect. Some people see things from the Lord, but that can also be broken down or break down if you can see from the Lord, but then you don't have an ability to interpret or reveal or have revelation as far as how to apply that to your life. Or you could see something about someone else's life and they could ask you, hey, I prayed and I don't really have the understanding how to do that. Can you, can we pray together? And maybe we together, the Lord will show us by the spirit of understanding what to do. And I think that's a great need in the body of Christ. Many people have great dreams from the Lord, but could you imagine if you had great dreams, you had skill to dream, you had skill to see uh, in the realm of the spirit, but there was no application. There was no revelatory instruction. Like in other words, when Joseph had his dreams, he would have those dreams, but he would have no understanding to be able to tell Pharaoh, uh, even about his dreams, what to do in that situation or what stance to take or what the people should do. See, we need both. We need wisdom and understanding. Look how it says in Exodus 35, 31. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom and skill, with intelligence and understanding and with knowledge in all areas of craftsmanship. This is speaking of another artisan in the, in the building the sanctuary of God. Okay? Similar to what we just read in Exodus 36, 1. 
So when we're filled with understanding and wisdom, even those who rule in places of authority will take notice and actually reward us, watch this, by delegating authority to us. Even wicked leaders desire to have people with a proven track record of wisdom and understanding to rely upon. They often use these individuals to maintain oversight over their leadership and advisory teams. Well, say that kind of sounds strange to me. Well, think about Daniel. God allowed the prophet Daniel to walk in the spirit of wisdom and understanding. See, he was skillful, discerning, and was used to also bring instruction to King Nebuchadnezzar and his son regarding dreams and visions. Daniel chapter 5 verse 11 says, There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Now, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of counterfeits out there. I I serve a God... And you serve a God that can even, if they're a wicked leader, if they're a wicked ruler, they can promote you to a place where you have authority over all that other nonsense and all that other evil darkness stuff. And then maybe you even have the ability to dismiss those things or or to lead those people to the true light of Christ and get them to come out of astrology and soothsaying and magic and all that other stuff. Who knows what the Lord could do? But here in Daniel chapter 5, verse 11... Nebuchadnezzar's son, uh, Belshazzar, he basically is saying, I don't know what to do about this situation. But then one of his counsel comes to him and says, well, there's this guy that I know of that helped your father. He helped your father. So maybe maybe you should uh, listen to him. Maybe you should listen to him. And what did he say? What did the counselor tell him? That in him is the light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods. They were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, made him the chief over everybody, basically. It's similar to the story of Joseph. Joseph was the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. Daniel, at the time, was the second most powerful person in Babylon. He was. We may not look at it that way, but he was over the satraps. He was over all the wise counsel. In the area of, of the wise men of Babylon, Daniel was the top the upper echelon. He was actually made a governor and given entrusted. Listen, there is an anointing from God for wisdom and understanding, and it brings about promotion. When we walk in the spirit of understanding, we are supernaturally discerning. We supernaturally perceive and understand the times by the Spirit's leading. God gave Joseph dreams and supernatural understanding regarding those dreams. Though the spirit of understanding, or through the spirit of understanding, excuse me, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and he knew how to instruct him regarding them. You see that? So the interpretation, the skill to interpret was there, but then there was understanding. There was revelation to inspire a course of action concerning what had been revealed. Hallelujah. The Lord caused Joseph, he was able to possess more wisdom and understanding than all of Pharaoh's advisors, and Daniel was the same way. Pharaoh had advisors and magicians. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar had soothsayers, astrologers, and magicians. But no one had the wisdom and understanding of Daniel. And no one had the wisdom and understanding of Joseph in their respective times. Action was taken in both situations as a result of God's understanding flowing through the prophet Daniel and as well as Joseph in the book of Genesis. 
And in the case of Joseph, it prepared Egypt for a time of great famine. First, it was great plenty and then great famine. But for Daniel, it prepared an understanding of what was going to happen in the days to come. Hallelujah. And so it's an awesome topic. You know, I don't know how that makes you feel, but I'll tell you, when I think about the amazing, just two aspects, I mean, three, if you, if you couple that with the Spirit of the Lord, but just three aspects of the sevenfold Spirit of God, that sounds like more than enough, right? But the reality of it is that God showed us specifically seven dimensions or seven characteristics of His Holy Spirit that he wanted us to delve into and understand why. Because I believe he wants to bring us into a greater understanding, a greater uh, ability to perceive what the weaponry is that he's given us as sons and daughters of his. Do you believe that? Does that make you feel excited and encouraged? It makes me feel excited and encouraged. It really does, because we need wisdom and understanding from the Lord and nobody else for the times that we're living in. Everyone can probably agree that we're living in some very challenging times right now where it's almost as though there are people feel like they're Daniel or you know, where, where they're not that we're in Babylon, but all around this seems to be encroachment of a Babylonian system. Of, of spiritual Babylon, of the world system, trying to encroach and trying to bring all the ideals of the world and Babylon and Egypt, whatever type and shadow or allegory you'd like to use. But I believe that God is raising up Daniel's for such a time as this. God is raising up Joseph's for such a time as this. But God is raising up builders even now. Again, not to build a sanctuary uh, with with a natural with human hands and a sanctuary where naturally where God's going to just dwell in one place. No, God is everywhere. God is expansive. He, you know, he can't be contained, right? He told everyone that uh, throughout scripture and his spirit lives in us. We're the temple now. But God is raising up those with the spirit of wisdom and understanding to be able to help to build his kingdom, to be able to help to build uh, structures you know, in the kingdom of God, to be able to sustain moves of his spirit. See, moves of the spirit of God are great. There's a move of his spirit here. Man, God's spirit's moving here. It's poured out there. But it's only when we begin to understand that we need to build something in order to cause that to be sustainable. Many people over time have heard of great revivals happening, but after that revival and that tent meeting was over, there was no structure set up. There was nothing built co-laboring with God to sustain that great revival, to sustain the fruit of what came out of there. I mean, there are some that have done it a little bit, but I believe that what God's pouring out now, the great outpouring of his spirit more so than ever before where we're living in the last days where the Lord is spirit pouring out his spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters are prophesying and people are seeing dreams and visions amen it's all happening but what are we able to do uh, or how are we able to build something to co-labor with the Lord to build a structure in order to help to sustain what is being done to help to sustain the move of God from generation to generation that's my heart. I don't know about you, but that's my heart. My Bible says that the Lord is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's generational. 
And many of us believe that Jesus is coming back in our lifetime. You know, I'm, I'm still considering myself a young man. But even if he doesn't, and it's our children that witness the coming back of the Lord, the return, the second coming of Christ, guess what? There's got to be something sustained from the great works that the Lord is doing now. There's got to be something built. There's got to be some kind of structure that, and the way that we can build those things. And I'm talking about, you know, houses of prayer and I'm talking about prayer watches and I'm talking about, you know, strategies of networks and things. Things need to be built, you know, synergistically by the spirit of wisdom and understanding in order to sustain generationally or, or even year to year or years after years, uh, what God is doing. Because we don't want to be in a situation where it says that after Joshua, after his elders died, there was a whole group of people that did what was only right in their own sight. It was called the book of the judges until God raised up judges to deal with what was being done in the land. And I'm telling you that if we're not careful, we could be a Joshua generation, but if we don't have wisdom, divine skill from the Lord, access, accessing that, but also understanding the know-how, how to perceive and to instruct and to teach and to even help the younger generation with that, uh, beloved, we could end up again with a time where everyone wants to do what's right in their own sight. Think about what's going on now. What, why are we facing what we're facing right now? Because there is a whole generation of people, and many of us know them, they're all around, who were not raised in the church. They were not raised in the house of God. And therefore, what were they raised in? What were they discipled in? The world system. They were discipled in the Babylon system, so to speak, the Egyptian type system, right? The mammon machine, as some people call it. What the world has to offer. And now people grow up and they get places of influence and prominence in society and they're beginning to exercise their influence and even govern and even bring uh, things into alignment with what they've known, what they've been programmed, the system that they've learned, what they've eaten from, so to speak, their entire life. And so if we really want to contend for things to change, we're not just contending it for our generation, but we've got to contend for it and have the spirit of wisdom and understanding flowing through our life and be able to perceive how God wants to use his spirit flowing through our life to build in order to sustain for future generations to come. Hallelujah. The Bible says that a, a godly man lays up an inheritance for his children's children. In other words, you're thinking about multiple generations. And even though I consider myself still a young man, I believe that it's important, it's wise to consider our young kids right now. We have a young son and daughter right now who are both under the age of 10. But even now, we should be considering not just them, but the generation after them. Because even if the Lord doesn't come in our generation, or even if he does, his heart is always generational. It's always Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we ought to be teaching our children about the Holy Spirit, about Father God, about the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be teaching our children about the sevenfold aspect of the Spirit of God and teaching them about the Lordship of Jesus Christ and how, how important it is to, to understand and to have His wisdom and to have His counsel and might and His knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And we're going to get to some of those other dimensions and those other uh, topics later on. 
But beloved, we need the spirit of wisdom and understanding more now than ever before. We need to be able to discern what the times we're living in. We're not only just discern, not only just see, not only just have gifts from the Lord, the ability to do things uh, supernaturally more than we could have ever thought or imagined we could do on our own, but we need to be able to learn how to cause that to function in someone else's life, how to teach others, how to instruct, how to show, how to give somebody else that know-how of how to do that. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I get excited when I just think about the fullness of God's Spirit. We just begun to scratch the surface of Holy Spirit. I mean, Holy Spirit, He's the Spirit of prophecy. He's the Spirit of truth. He's the Spirit of grace and supplication. There's so many different synonyms for who He is. But there's seven specific dimensions that are listed in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, that I believe God wanted us to give specific attention to. Because the Lord said, when you start to understand how these seven aspects function together, you're going to be a fully mature, grown individual. The Bible says those who have been matured in the faith are those who have all their senses attuned with the Spirit. It says in the book of Hebrews. And I believe part of attuning our senses, our spiritual senses with the Holy Spirit is understanding his sevenfold nature. Hallelujah. And so if this blessed you and you want to learn even more in depth uh, besides these uh, 30 minute podcasts that we're doing, you know, pick up my book, Holy Spirit, the Sevenfold Spirit of God, where we really go into some in-depth study, uh, even more so than we get to here, as well as fascinating uh, application where we actually teach you how to strengthen your prayer life and maybe begin to pray with boldness and authority that you've not known before and that you can pray in coming from your identity as a son or daughter of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And so thank you so much for supporting the podcast, supporting the ministry, supporting what we do. Our heart, again, is to reach all nations with the gospel. And truly, specifically, we're in this vein right now to really bring forth this understanding of the sevenfold nature of God's spirit. I believe some people are functioning on maybe a capacity of understanding one or two concepts. He's given us so much in his word, but we can only comprehend a little bit. His word says his people perish for lack of knowledge. And so we want to understand, we want to have knowledge. We want to have, the the Bible says that it's God's will for the knowledge of his glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And part of the knowledge of his glory is an understanding of his sevenfold nature. Hallelujah. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. God bless you today. And may you understand that you flow in the spirit of wisdom and understanding if you've received the Lord Jesus Christ and received his spirit. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, 
millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiplied millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.